One day, some of the kids from the neighborhood carried my mother's groceries all the way home. You know why? It was out of respect. This is Dirt and Spray. The most important thing in business is honesty, integrity, hard work, family, never forgetting where we came from. See, you are what you are in this world. That's either one or two things. Either you're somebody or you're nobody. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Spray. A month from now, this Hollywood big shot's going to give you what you want. Too late, man. I'm shooting in a week. I'm going to make him an offer again with you. Dirt and Spray on 1080. Me, I always tell it to you, even when I lie. So say goodnight to the bad guy. Come on. The last time you're going to see a bad guy like this again. The Fan. I'm a we just put a poll question up. If Ben Goldbranson has a good game this weekend, who do you want as your starter going forward? Ben Goldbranson or Jets Nolan? Poor Tristan Jebbia. Poor Tristan, man. You guys, you just had to ruin his entire career. Hey. Yeah, that's one dirty of the, ass play. That is one of the weirder injuries. I mean, just never just could never recover. Recovered. No, that's just very strange. Uh, we got some other poll questions that I want to get to coming up a little bit later on here, including one on Shaden Sharp and how many games do you or how many minutes do you want him to play per game? Because he <laughs> he looked pretty darn good last night, so at least we had that going for us. And uh, Spray came in wanting to trade Damian Lillard, so everybody everything's going what? fine in Rip City. <laughs> everything's going good. What? <laughs> wow. If you're going to start this, the final hour, at least be accurate. That Shots is not fired. at all what happened. <laughs> not at all what happened. Let's talk about those, something we talked about earlier in the show, and that is, for those who weren't up with us in the 6 a.m. hour, we do, we do have a bit of a story from our producer. Uh, Jordan is filling in all week because Swag's gone. He's taking some vacation. He's over in uh, Ben visiting his, visiting his kid. And uh, Jordan is one of the more diehard, passionate Mariner fans. I think I don't even really know Jordan that well, and I could already label him one of the more passionate Mariner fans that I think I've ever ever come across in life. And we know how we know how bad uh, yesterday was for for the Mariners. It was not pretty. It was not a good ending. But Jordan, for the for the eight a.m. audience, do you want to uh, alert the crowd of what happened to you yesterday? Oh yeah, excited. Was feeling. I, I told Sprague I didn't get to say this earlier. Two hours before that walk off, I had visions of the World Series in my head. I really did. <laughs> I, I was going. I was going full all in, just buying in, just drinking the Kool Aid. I mean, it they was, drilled Verlander. Why would yeah. you not be feeling good? It, you know? Right. It just they looked unstoppable. But in <laughs> my, I guess uh, whatever the opposite of excitement is, when Alvarez hit that bomb uh, to walk off for the Astros, jumped up in anger, and on the way down, my calf, my left calf ripped i literally had to go to urgent care had to figure out okay it's not the achilles ripped my calf in anger when jordan alvarez walked off against the mariners so i will remember that one forever plan pretty hurt this morning so look i don't even know if the yankees are gonna be the guardians but like the yankees are sitting there for you in the lcs and you are already going to the world series I mean, in my mind, I'm thinking it would be if they did make the ALCS against the Yankees beating the Guardians, it would be a beautiful historical matchup. It would. Mariners trashing the Yankees, finally getting to their first World Series. I just, I had visions of grandeur, you guys, yesterday. Just visions upon just all kinds of unicorns and fun things happening. I kind of love that you did that, even though I would never advise for it. I love that you did it. That's just being a fan. Who doesn't go there in a moment like that? They're winning on the road, in game one, a game they're supposed to lose. I did it yesterday before the Braves lost i'm like here we go repeat baby let's go yeah then they jump out on you in the first inning you're like uh okay that's not how we want it so we put up a poll question on this because our producer's playing hurt and he's he's got a he's got a wounded leg 
uh, because he was not happy with the ending of that Mariner game yesterday. You're lucky we're not deer. You'd have been eaten already. <laughs> it's a leave on. So uh, we asked the question, have you ever injured yourself in anguish or celebration watching your team play? You had three options, right? 73% of you so far are saying no, you've never been injured in anguish or celebration. Mm. But I did ask for – or people are responding with their stories, and they're pretty good. A Husker fan said, when Texas beat Nebraska with the one-second left game in the Big 12 championship – I smashed a Christmas ornament with my hand, and I bled all over. Uh, not my <laughs> finest moment. Like, did you just, like, squeeze it in the palm, I'm wondering? Like, one of those circular Christmas ornaments? You just crushed it? Did Silent Night play right after? Because it would have been really spot on. Of Very like, fitting. Oh, Holy Night. Let me just bleed my hand, get my hand uh, bleeding from this ornament. One of our people said, I broke a toe trying to kick a beer can off a car bumper after oh. the Ducks lost to Stanford in 2001. I cut my hand on my wedding ring clapping when the Giants won the World Series in 2012. So you got joy and defeat there. You know what's funny is I had um, I haven't had anything, I think, where I've gotten hurt in celebration or anger i've i've punched like a couch but yeah. it was a couch cushion so it was like whatever the one thing i can think of the top of my head right now in the moment i hit a great golf shot uh it was like two years ago and i was not a good golfer i hit a good a really good golf shot and in celebration i walked off the hole and i I, I'm celebrating, I'm like, yeah, yeah, and I, t- I hit like a bump in the ground, and my <laughs> ankle tweaked so bad that it instantly felt like I had just sprained it, but I have a theory that if you sprain your ankle, walk it off immediately, yeah. and you can actually walk your way out of it. You got to do the Tony Fina. Remember when he yes. had that in his ankle with the Masters? He just kept going. Yes, and it, it usually works for me, but uh, luckily I wasn't as old as I am now, but I did that, and I'm like, great. It went from the greatest of highs to, oh, my God, did I just break my ankle? <laughs> Yeah, you got to keep moving. Got to keep the blood flowing. Somebody said, I was at Moda for Dame's shot against Houston. I threw my back out jumping around. <laughs> Best life sports moment followed by two days on the couch. I love the funny vision about those like that happened in arena too. Is like, how do you get home? You're in the arena full, around 20,000 people. You throw your back out. Like you got to wait for the whole arena to clear. Well, this I think that's a good question. The other part about that too is not to double down on it. A sneaky underrated thing to be careful for in arena celebrations, especially for basketball games. <laughs> Everybody wants to jump up and down. You have like a foot radius of movement. Otherwise, you tweak your ankle on the steps next to the aisle or you're stumbling on somebody else who's in front of you. You got to be careful when you're celebrating the basketball games because if you jump up and down, your likelihood of getting injured is pretty high. You kind of have to stay in your own little bubble, not jump, put your arms up and scream. That's all you can do. <laughs> That's all you do. So, uh, Dustin tweeted, I said, no real major injuries to myself, but my bedroom wall has taken a real beating. Thanks a lot, Blazers. To which somebody responded, "That's what she said." Yeah. So we've had a lot of those come in. I went a couple of texts that came in as well. Uh, let's see here. I'll tell you what. It affected my golf game for the first three holes yesterday. I just teed off, was walking out to my ball in a great mood, and then they walked it off with a three-run homer. I played the next three holes just thinking about what the hell happened. Oh man. Yeah, that's anything golf-related that will take your mind off of golf is not it's not conducive well i was gonna say you should almost put your phone away completely there's a chance that maybe he actually played okay because he stopped thinking about all the bad shots he had he's like well cleaned it up got a bogey up got a par my four-year-old started saying the f word after oregon lost to auburn my pregnant wife was not happy with me the rest of the weekend Eh, you know sometimes you gotta learn a new word yeah i'm not i'm as a parent i've realized i'm not i don't really get as mad about cussing 
Yeah, my kids aren't sitting around the house cursing all the time. Hey, Dad, what the bleep? But my kid yesterday, we were leaving to the store, and she goes, uh, is it still that same S? And I said, <laughs> I said, what? And she's six. Excuse me? And that I go, is awesome. She goes, Dad, is it still that same S? And I said, I just started laughing because it was the cutest thing I've How ever heard. How do you not laugh? And I said, just don't say that out here, outside of here, okay? It's a, it's a bad word. She goes, oh, okay, I'm sorry. And, like. If my kids say it, I whatever. Don't say it often. But I just, I'm not as. Uh, That's that one you just don't want it to have in public, like sitting at a dinner table yes. and like the waitress right, asks, "What right. do you want to eat? Give me some of that bleep in uh, this." Well, like, that's whoa, where whoa. you throw them under the table. Yeah. You go, "Whoa, hey, excuse me, we do not use that language, young lady, unless we're rapping something." <laughs> he said, "I lost a game of Madden to my buddy and punched a glass window and a screen door, and a piece of the glass was stuck in my arm for 15 years before it worked its way out." Jeez. That's a lot of anger. Uh, so Mariner fan, look, it, we talked about it earlier, the decision. We dove into it. I don't. You don't need to relive it again and again and again. Game two of the series is on Thursday. Paul Seawall deleted his Twitter. I, look, I, I get, like, we're all emotional. I think don't it's it's a very odd. Well, it's a very odd thing to me when when fans go at people, like, past the fan point. You're just like, now you're just kind of being a D. You think Paul Seawald uh, walked out of that bullpen? Do you think he came out and was like, well, I want to put two guys on base and get to Jordan Alvarez. That's my goal. No. No. I think sometimes we lose the human element of this thing because we're so emotionally wrapped up in it. I get it. Bad loss. Log off social media and turn your TV off and go, my dad was like, well, I'll talk to you in an hour. I have to go for a walk. Yeah, just go go wind down. And it's hard because you can't really ever get over that. If they lose this series to the Strohs, well, Jordan's just going to get a torn calf muscle and a broken heart. That's all it's going to be. If this makes you feel any better, Jordan, we did have somebody text in saying, I was playing wee bowling with my son and I pulled my quad. I could barely walk. My <laughs> wife cited me for days. Yeah, that makes me feel a make feel. See, we're trying to cheer you up today. You know, it was a Appreciate rough day that. for Mariners. And, you know, the injury that came out of it, it's... Um, What's John going to be oh, like man. at 650 today? Because I, I don't know. My prediction is he is going to have the, yeah, it's not great, but Jerry's just an over, even though secretly, well, not even secretly, like behind the scenes, I can't imagine he took that well. No, I don't. There's no way to take that other than unwell. 21 years of not bri- being in it, and then you finally win a series. You're in the division around against your heated rival, and you have a lead. You, you get beat, to the race. You get to Verlander. And it didn't, uh, it didn't end well. Uh, let, before we go to Statter's story, I got, by the way, I'll, I'll fill listeners in on something here in a second. We do got two games today, Phillies and Braves. So that starts at 135 on Fox. You get Padres, Dodgers. God help. You me. feeling okay? You feeling no. okay over there? No. There's- Zach Wheeler's on the hill. Phillies got a 1-0 lead. We got right. Uh, you know, we got a good uh, quarterback ourselves, but I'm. Nick Castellanos had a big game. <sighs> I'm not feeling great. Okay. But. I'm encouraged that they <laughs> they left like 14 guys on base. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if this off if this offense if they can get to Wheeler is going to do that again. Dear God, win the game though, and that's what I'm nervous about. This whole rust versus rest thing, I, it got into my brain yesterday. It was funny because I saw the Braves get off to a bad start. I saw the Mariners were winning, and yeah. so as the Mariners were winning by four, whatever it was, I wouldn't place to parlay on the Guardians and the Padres. Well, then Quan led the game like, off. This is, this is the theme, right? The Quan teams that were yard. resting are, are cold, and everybody that's coming in hot's ready to go. 
And then the Yankees and the Dodgers both won. So it didn't work out. So you got two baseball games today. So we're hearing complaints that are – it's look, it's not easy to figure out. We're trying our best. The volume level is low. We understand that. We're almost in a new studio, so please bear with us. I guess the commercial volume is higher. One guy said, I'm listening at work on my laptop, and I just woke up the entire office when you guys went to commercial break. So here's what I'm going to do the rest of the final hour. I'm going to commercial break now. Do what you need to do. Coming up next is your favorite segment's favorite segment. That is Statter Story, and it is next on The Fan. Crunch the numbers. There's 6,127 students at average, 58% of which are girls. So, so that's 7,107.32 boobs. <laughs> Break the news. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Is it a stat or a story? Evidence based on olfactory prowess is inadmissible, in case you didn't know. This is Stat or Story, a monumental judgment call with dirt and Sprague on 1080. Come on, don't miss. The Fan. All right, folks, Saturday story time here. 820 on a Wednesday morning. We are back, so turn that volume back up. Let's do this. What do we got today, Jordan? A couple doozies, I think. Uh, we'll start off uh, with an easier one, guys. The first one, your number is going to be three. Is it the number of hits Travis Darno had for the Braves yesterday in their loss to the Phillies? Or is it the number of pythons a man attempted to smuggle in his pants into Canada? <laughs> Stat. Did he have three hits? Well, I know he went yard. I know he got on base. I, I hate this because I watched the game and I'm still blanket. I'm going stat, though. He had a, I think he was one of their better hitters yesterday. I don't think you can fit three pythons in your pants. Maybe you're fitting oh, one python in your pants. That's a hot pant. take. All I, all I need is one python. All right, so it sounds like you both are going with the stat. Unfortunately, neither of you is correct. Two Travis, hits. Travis Darno had two hits, one of those being the bomb that you just mentioned. But the, the hell's the matter with you? It's your team. <sighs> you remember everybody's, like, stats like that immediately? No, I don't. He had a good day. He was the only one doing anything until Olsen went yard. Somebody put three pythons in the pants? Yeah, so somebody, a New York man uh, being charged with smuggling three Burmese python in his pants at a uh, U.S.-Canadian border crossing. He was 36, and he tried to hide them on a bus. Uh, so he was riding on the bus with them in his pants. Don't you worry cross. about your thing looking like a mouse? <laughs> yeah. And that where you're going with that? Because I would. We've all seen jackass. Yeah, they'll bite it. They'll bite it. They know what's going on there. And by the way, if you can fit three pythons in your pants. How big a python is it? Are we talking baby pythons? I have to be. It, it has to be. Unfortunately, yeah. the reporting on the story was not great enough uh, to actually provide the size of the pythons. Okay. There's certain parties you could get into where people would be really excited to have you there. Three really pythons excited. in your Woo. pants? Woo. Yeah, and just uh, for the record, the Burmese python is one of the world's largest snakes. So (laughs) we're not talking like garter snakes here, uh, not even like little rattlesnakes. We are talking massive, thick ones. There are so many. Like, I feel horrible for the people on the west coast of Florida for what they've had to go through the last couple of weeks. Have you seen some of the reports, though, about, like, there are, with all the water and all the wind damage and all that, there are, like, straight alligators and snakes all over the place. Like, they just got picked up, blown around, and they're like, just you don't know where they are. Jeez. They already had an issue, like an epidemic of, of yeah. illegal snakes that were released into the wild, and they've just dominated certain portions and swamplands, and now they just got picked up, swept around by a hurricane, and they're just in new spots now. Yeah, that's how, I mean, that's what you get in Florida. It sounds awful. I mean, it's one thing to lose your house or have damage, and then, oh, hey, by the way, there's going to be a massive crocodile or snake in your backyard. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Uh, How many snakes could you fit in your pants, Jordan? 
Uh, right now, I'm kind of walking funny, so probably a couple extra. <laughs> kind of doing that wide, like, little cowboy walk because of my calf. You got the peg leg thing going on a little bit. Yeah. Maybe I can fit one down in, like, an extra leg space down there. I don't know where pants <laughs> or something. <laughs> oh, God. I, I got some thoughts that I can't say on the radio in my head right now. Okay. You also worry about him burrowing. Oh, stop. All right, can we stop there? That's enough. That's enough. Just saying. We're dealing with biting. Burrowing's too far. Wow. Wiggle their way right in there. Okay. There are children listening, I believe. Moving on. Moving on. Your next number is 50. Is it the number of strikes that Guardians starter Cal Quantrill threw against the Yankees yesterday? Or is it the age of a lineman playing college football for a school called North Dakota State? <laughs> Did you say 50? 50? 50? I, I said 50. Like, I think I've seen the story of an old guy playing college football. I didn't think it was North Dakota State, but I thought I saw one, and the guy was like, yeah, man, I just love football. I'm living my dream. He was, I, but I thought he was, like, in his 40s. 50, I'm going to go... What's the stat again? I'm going to go stat. Yeah, the number of strikes uh, that uh, the starter for the Guardians... He probably ended up throwing about 80-something pitches. I'd bet he'd 50 to 30 split. I'm going stat. I'm not trying to copy dirt here, but there's only one Tom Brady. There's no way this guy's 50 playing college football. Stat. You you both nailed it. You both got the stat correctly. It was 50 strikes that Cal Quantrill threw uh, yesterday against the Yankees in their loss to New York, but... The age of the lineman playing college football for North Dakota State is actually 49. 49. So he is that close to 50 years old, guys. I think I'm going to mispronounce his name. Ray Ruskell or Ruskell uh, playing for North Dakota State College of Science. It's a junior college. And he plays about 12 plays a game. Asked the coach, who is only a year younger than him this summer, to come in and try out. Coach was impressed at his work ethic and his leadership abilities amongst the rest of the team. Dude, have you seen the <laughs> There you go. go find the interview with this guy. It's hilarious. I saw this on the news a while back, or it was like on Twitter or something. And he's like, yeah, man, I just, you know, I'm getting old. I'm, I'm, what the hell? Like, I'm, I'm still somewhat athletic. I can go play low-level college football. I'm sending him an inter- interview request right now. <laughs> he's living the dream, I'm, I'm sending it off right now. I want to talk to this guy. What makes you want to randomly go play college football instead of, like, that to me a is men's a... tackle league or a men's flag football league? Well, or... I mean, we don't need to get into those. He's <clears> a tough guy. for military mean? He's playing legitimate college football here. You know. And he's actually going to school. But, too. like, oh, okay. I guess I'm just more curious why that versus you could you could go play somewhere else. Why college? You want to go play with a bunch of 20-year-olds? Yeah, I want to show the kids what I got. I love the leadership line is if he's not their dad's age. He's got great leadership. He's 50. I hope he's responsible and mature. <laughs> yeah, this to me screams of a bit of a midlife crisis. Is like, he where... older than the coach, by the way? Probably uh, a year is. older than the coach. Yeah, yes. there you go. It's like, where's my life going? I need to do something drastic. Some people dye their hair black. Some people buy a convertible. That's pretty badass. This guy's like, dude, I'm going to go yeah. play college football. Why not? I like it. Oh, you guys are giving me ideas for when I turn 50. <laughs> Long ways away, thank God. You talk like you're so old and you're like three years younger than me. I f- well, How if you had you, a Jordan? calf that he's were 33. ripped. I'm, I'm 33. Oh, he's my, you're my age. Yeah, but if you guys had a calf that were ripped this morning after watching a sporting event, I think you'd yeah. feel 48 going on 50 as well. This I woke morning. up the other day and I couldn't move my neck. <laughs> yeah, you had a kink when you I came got a, in. I still got a bit of a kink in my neck. Kinks, huh? All right. Yeah, I mean, I'm into it. You like right. snakes in your pants, too? <laughs> Who doesn't? Burrowing? Okay. They right. burrow. Moving moving on. Actually, the name Burrow, Joe Burrow, is in our next statter story. So here you go, guys. Perfect transition. Your number is 2,560. Is it the total number of passing yards that Kyler Murray and Joe Burrow have combined so far this season? Or 
is it the number of pounds of a record-setting pumpkin in California? 2,560. Uh, this is a stat. I think Swag found this same story, and it was below that number. Do you remember the number? No, I don't. I don't uh, either. Story. I, I'm going to say stat, and I got a funny thing about Joe Burrow. There's nobody cooler that plays the position than him, right, with his suits and the way he kind of carries himself. There was a video yesterday, his press conference. He's taking questions, and in between a question, it's silent, and someone just goes... <laughs> coughs and he's on the video he jumps like he's he just gets startled by it and he like looks around and he realizes that he was on camera doing it he looks so pissed and i'm like hey joe burrow hey. not being cool for a second look at that he's not always cool uh, stat that i go story hilarious. okay uh dirt you are correct being the story of <laughs> uh, the stat actually 2557 and, and and i did not pull the same maybe there i think there are like multiple record setting pumpkins this time of year because this just happened yesterday oh okay um, and i think there was like another record setting pumpkin like a week or two ago but it's halloween baby and i was trying to stick with the theme so uh yeah that is the uh, combined number 2557 that joe burrow and kyler murray have in 2022 both kind of middle of the road uh, for passing yards yeah for quarterbacks uh, in the league this year but the record setter guys 200 500 or 2000 excuse me 560 pounds a man from minnesota weighing his massive cord in in california uh, this happened yesterday and it was six pounds over the last record setter 2554 so they're just getting bigger everything's getting bigger that's right you're not putting that in your pants no that won't fit that would be uncomfortable there you go Saturday story every wednesday at 8 15 we got some news out of the nfl that i'm sure is going to fire everybody up and i want to talk about that in a moment also are you already panicking that is next but first here is jordan with the sports center update This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. That's a good song for Mariner fan today. It's going to be all right. You got a day off, game two tomorrow. Let's get to this. Big news out of the NFL. Kind of big news. Oh, Brett Favre finally going to prison? No, no, it's all fake news, brother. Okay, the media is out to get him. Yeah, the media is out to get him from the fact that his texts were leaked of him saying, is the media going to know where I'm getting the money? He didn't write those texts. Somebody wrote them for him. Come on now. Wait, did he really claim that? I don't know. I saw his initial reaction of, like, fake news. Yeah, he's going media is out to get me. Uh, How about we lock him up? How about this? Devontae Adams has been cited in Kansas City, Missouri for assault. When does the media stop being the bad guy instead of the bad guys being the bad guys? When does that get back to being normal? I don't think it ever will, man. It's pretty remarkable we've gotten to the place where everything the media says... Well, how about this then? How about this media guy getting shoved to the ground? Is he the good guy or the bad guy? Because he is finally... Adams has been cited for assault. The citation, which was uh, filed in a Kansas City municipal court, uh, states that he pushed... Let me zoom in on this. Uh, he pushed Zelby or Zebley, that's the guy's name, the cameraman, to the ground using two hands, causing whiplash, headache, and possible minor concussion. That's assault, brother. Let's be honest here. If your name's Zelby, you're probably doing something artistic, photography, painting, right? I mean, doesn't that name kind of have to be in that realm? It does, yeah. Um, that being said, I, I saw this guy's filing a lawsuit. I mean, look, I'm, I'm never one to judge anybody. If I got pushed, that was me. 
You're at an Oregon State game and yeah. somebody just shoves your ass to the ground. Well, let's use an NFL player. Yeah. Say you're, the, you're covering Seahawks, a Blazer game. Yeah, okay. You're in the tunnel at the Blazer game and Draymond Green shoves your ass to the ground when now, he's walking off the floor. Shoves me in that way, like, yeah, it, he got me to the ground, but I'm okay. Like, he's trying to say he's injured. I got a bruise probably on my ass. You're not, you're just, you just give me a, Dray- the, uh, give me a signed it? Draymond jersey, I'm good. Like, at the end of the, or give me a Steph signed jersey and I'm good. I, I don't need to milk you for all your worth. Look, it's a bad moment. It's an absolutely bad thing to do. Adams acknowledged it. And I, I, I know people are, oh, what a piece of crap. I, I get it. There is the second angle of that video that Schefter tweeted out that did make me really second guess. He said that the guy jumped out in front of him. And we were all like, dude, we saw it. He didn't jump out. He walked right in front of you. You just shoved him. From the angle that Schefter tweeted, tweeted out, it does look like Adams is not looking forward. And that when he turns around, the guy's just kind of there. And, yeah, he, again, acknowledged he was wrong for that. He should go above and beyond to make this guy a little happy. The Sue Happy culture we live in of, like, let me milk a dude for all he's worth. (laughs) I'm just not in on it. And um, misdemeanor assault, if you want to do that, I guess. But it's a push. It's, it's, It's a bad push. It's something you shouldn't do. Sure. But can we can we just move on? It does look like he's in the middle of a loss. And the guy does step right in front of him when he's not paying attention. Let me ask you this. And I, we've had a lot of texts coming in. Same ambulance chaser. This guy's trying to secure the bag. Let's stop the lawsuit culture. Let me ask I, you I, this. I, I don't like that. I don't like that we're always, because we're not making, we're all poor. Everybody's poor. Well, not, Devontae Adams ain't poor. Oh, Devontae Adams ain't poor. <laughs> he ain't poor. Talk to his, his tax consultant. I'm sure he's not happy with, you know, whatever he's doing in that situation. He's living in Nevada, man. They got no taxes in Nevada. Yeah, okay, touche. You're right. Uh, he's but, living large. Uh, Let me ask you this, though. You're out in public. Let's take Devontae Adams out of it. And somebody shoves you to the ground. How do you respond? I mean, by nature, I'm kind of a pacifist, man. I'm like, I, I would be like, yo, what's up? And, you know, if it's pretty evident that they're out for physical violence, I'm, I'm, I don't really want to partic- participate in that. I've never been hit in the face. I'd imagine I'd probably get hit in the face. And my nose bleeds rather easily. Like, it wouldn't be enjoyable. So, like, what do you want me to say here? Well, I'm not, I don't well, want to fight a guy. No, here's, here's, Everybody <laughs> wants to fight a guy. <laughs> Until you actually have, Until to, fight you actually have to fight a guy. And then we realize most people can't fight. My, my larger point, though, is not that I want you to say that you need to fight a guy. Sure. It is that... Shouldn't there be like like if somebody shoved you in public and you fell down, you could you could file charges for assault. Yes. So why is an athletic sporting event yeah. different than normal life? I'm not he saying was shoved to the ground. Yeah. I get the whole ambulance chaser thing. Like, and people want to say, well, Devontae Adams is looking the other way, and the guy stepped in front of you. I've been at sporting events where there's mass chaos. There's a lot of bodies. I've had people walk. I've never been on the losing side of a game and done that. But there can be chaos in those in those situations. Never in a million years would my instinct be if somebody shows up in front of me to shove them out of the way. Okay, first of all, I almost knocked, or actually would have been the reverse. Colin Kaepernick almost knocked me over at the Western Conference Finals. (laughs) I was on the court documenting stuff with my phone. The Warriors had just won the West. Kaepernick was sitting courtside. I'm in this scrum. I mean, it was a massive scrum of people, family and friends of the Warriors. You're walking around. I bumped kind of shoulders. I turned. And as I turned to look back forward, I came within like two inches of Kaepernick knocking me. And I'm like, Kaepernick's big in person, He's a by the big way. big dude. He would have knocked my ass to the ground. I was like, oh, sorry. And I, yeah, we kind of sidestepped each other. You're talking about a football player. You've met a football player. I have, yeah. I've met several. You've met several. They're big people. They're big people. And oh, by the way, they're a little crazy. <laughs> 
Yeah, they're psychotic. There's an element of them to play that game. You have to have an element of you're just a psycho. And that's okay to say out loud. It doesn't make them bad people. They just lost an emotional fired-up game. The last play didn't go well. Again, I'm, I sound like I'm making excuses. I think and you're I, defending Devontae Adams. I I'm not defending shove. Devontae Adams. Do you I'm, walk around shoving people? I'm defending the fact that it's, a, it's not a good look for him, but football guys are not always going to respond in the best of ways. And so, yes, you're wrong for shoving a guy who's just doing his job, but I would actually argue if I'm pushed to the ground in public <laughs> and the worst thing is that I fell on my butt and I can get up and I'm actually physically okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe he did actually have a concussion. I saw him get up. He's not the guy that stormed the field well, in the Rams-Niner game. You can, you can game. walk and move with a concussion. You know that, right? You're not paralyzed. 100%. You, you don't have to lay on the ground. 100%. <laughs> but if, yeah, I'm just, I'm pushing back. You, you didn't get hurt. You're okay. Get up. You're milking him for money. And accept the apology. Let's move on. If I get pushed in public and I can get up and walk away, I'm getting up and walking away. Yeah, I don't want to, like, because I've seen a lot of people, and rightfully so, make fun of the dude who stormed the field at the Niner game and got knocked out by Bobby Wagner and, and making fun of that lawsuit. Like, I, I did make fun of that lawsuit, rightfully too. So. It's like, ridiculous. Rightfully so. That guy, that guy ran on the field. He did that all on his own. Yes. He brought everything upon himself. I don't want to compare these two. Terry Terry Tate is that the old yeah. commercial? He got, he got Terry Tate. Get up, Nelson! <laughs> like that's what happened to you. You're filing a lawsuit. I don't want to compare these two though, because this guy is—he's just walking, doing his job, and he got I'm, shoved to the ground. I'm well aware no, of this. I, that's all I'm my saying. Only thing. All I'm saying is these dudes are operating at a different level. Richard Sherman, four minutes after a football game, and he in which he won, was screaming at Aaron Andrews. That's why you don't put a star receiver on me. <laughs> These guys don't operate like us. It's easy for us to sit in this room or in our cars or in our offices and be like, "If he, well, you should actually be handling it this way. Dude, they're operating on C4 pre-workout and the adrenaline of being hit by a car on every play. So I'm not saying, again, it's okay. I'm just saying. Sue his ass. Wham, bam, moment. I handled it poorly. I'm sorry. Okay. Guy shouldn't have been pushed at all. He's just doing his job. Can we? Can, can we? Do we need to milk Devontae Adams for 150 G's? Is that what we're after here? Really? Uh, I don't know. How much does he make per year? I'm okay with the misdemeanor assault. Too. It's a slap on the wrist. It'll go away. No big deal. I mean, that's what it's going to be. Like, yeah. there's nothing serious. Is actually. I'm more talking about a lawsuit of this than I am the did misdemeanor. Did the guy assault. file a lawsuit against Devontae Adams? I believe Adams? he did. Yeah, I thought I saw that. Because this is just he's been charged with misdemeanor assault because he did. I mean, he assaulted a guy. I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll, double, I'll double check it. But the lawsuit part, sure. I, I guess I could see that. This is a little, I mean, you, like, th that was my only point is like, you can't just shove innocent civilians to the well, ground. Well, he filed an assault claim. Okay. Okay. So not He's a lawsuit. Not suing Devontae okay. Adams. Touche. So do we, do we, are we on the same side now? I mean, that, we, that we were assault. always kind of on the same side. That was a misdemeanor assault. That's assault, brother. That's assault, brother. Misdemeanor? Yes. Somebody Slap said, what if, the, what if the photographer was a woman? Well, I mean, well, then we feel a little differently, do we? Striking women? Yeah, I would say I feel Why, like so men are okay to be struck. They can handle it. <laughs> it's not fair. Devontae Adams? I thought we've come a long way. We have come a long way. I thought we're equal here. Look, assault should be assault. Why are, why are we painting hypothetical pictures? <laughs> okay? What are we doing here? It didn't happen. It's not a woman. It was a man. <laughs> I just, it was funny. And by the way, I watch, I watch men and women all the time. Dude in London this weekend, I've seen a lady photographer. Uh -huh. I watch them get taken out on plays all the time, and I'm like, how are they even getting up? 
Did you see that old guy that got taken out in London? No. This old guy in a suit is on the sidelines, and Daniel Jones gets shoved by a Green Bay Packer. Jones just nails him. Guy gets up. He, he gets his legs taken out, falls flat on his back, and I'm like, my back's out. I'm having to take it out on a stretcher, and this guy just bounced right back. I was like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay, Mike. I'm okay, Mike. I'm okay. I'll tell you what. Standing on a sideline of a football game, and I, and I do that whenever I go to Oregon games and stay, like we do the pregame show down there and stuff, I'll, I always like watching games on the sideline. It's fun, like, just to get the sense of the crowd and to be, be down careful. there. Like, you got to be, like, you were, my head is on a swivel yeah, at is. all times. Because when a play is coming your way, yep. you get the hell out of Dodge. Yes. You don't stand near that sideline. Yeah, don't flirt with it and be like, hey, they're kind of coming at me. No, yep. get out of the way if you think it's going to be even close to you. Uh, you can send your hate mail to Sprague, defending assault to at Brandon Sprague on Twitter. And uh, somebody did te- text in, you may already hate me for being an Alabama fan. I don't hate we anybody. Don't, we don't hate you for that. Uh, let me add <clears> on and say I'm also a Sue Happy attorney. <laughs> no. Uh, he said, I think a lot of people underestimate the physical and emotional impact of something like getting randomly physically manhandled by someone. It's no, part I, painful and part humiliating. I, I'm not. Look, you you need to really kind of stop <laughs> teeing me up as like, Sprague's trading Dame and he's pro assault. I think you are. What's your deal today, man? Those are not true things. Adam's commercial just played, by the way. That was funny. Oh, but his Taco Bell commercial? I'm not mad at, at a guy doing a job. I'm not mad at you being a Sue Happy attorney. And I, some people deserve to win money in a lot of lawsuits. I'm just saying, like, if you you are actually okay. Can can we just get like? Can we just move on? Does everything need to be? I gotta get money. I see. The I guess it does, point. but I see the larger point. And then I know how much uh, media members make, and I'm like, you know what? I kind of get it. Oh, that dude! I tell you right now, that guy is probably making sub thirty five thousand a year. Yes, yes. To be a photographer for a newspaper, who's probably good life. screaming at him. Get your photos in, Henry. Our deadline's life. in 40 minutes. <laughs> Guy's just trying to grind and make ends meet, man. Just trying to grind. I get it. So Devontae Adams has been charged with misdemeanor assault. Uh, that's assault, brother. When, when does Brett Favre, I mean, are we just going to keep highlighting every other athlete that does something, but Brett Favre just keeps getting a pass? <laughs> Good question. Is that... I think his day in court will come. I think his day of reckoning will happen. It's just not quite yet, and his, I feel his like excuses are not going to hold any water. I also I hope we don't go here, but like it's 2022 America. I feel like he is very close to becoming politically polarizing. Oh, yeah. I think there's if not already there. there. Yeah. And, and I just I'm not a fan of that at all. We are talking about welfare funds, folks. For poor people. You don't need a side, a color, a party, an animal to identify with that not being okay. Uh, all right, let's and get that's to- my that's kind of my whole point. Is can we start drawing yeah. attention to that story a little more because, like, he flat out just lied. It is a bigger deal. He deserves he deserves more scorn than Devontae Adams. That I will agree with. Um, let's get to this uh, to close up today. How many minutes? Spray put this up last night. How many minutes do you want to see Shaden Sharp play? Because he played and he looked good last night. And the Blazer season begins a week from today. Are you panicking because of their preseason? Uh, that is where we'll close up on a Wednesday next on The Fan. This is Dirt and Sprague gone 1080 The Fan. Well, it's one thing to panic after your team blows a playoff baseball game. It's another panic after the preseason, but that's the sense I'm getting out of Rip City. People aren't feeling good. Uh, to be fair, I haven't watched hardly any preseason basketball. I love your stance on this, that we're the idiots for reacting to what we're seeing, and you're not seeing it, and you're telling us not to overreact. Everything's going to be fine, buddy. Everything's Have you be looked fine. at their schedule, by the way? You want to play the schedule game in the peekaboo? <laughs> I have not looked at their schedule. So no. you might look at the first game and go, well, they can win it. Well, they lost to this team last year in their first game. It's Sacramento fun. at Sacramento, who has improved. New team, new dream. 
Sacramento's a new team, new dream. They've got uh, Keegan Murray now, Sabonis Fox. They've got Herder. They've got Barnes. That's not Herder. a bad team. Herder doesn't scare me. Then it's like, it's. I'm just kind of throwing some out, but it's basically the equivalent of this. Phoenix, Memphis, Lakers, Denver, Clippers. Like, their first 15 games are I got it right here. So you go Phoenix. brutal. Phoenix is your home opener a week from Friday. And then you go to Los Angeles to play the Lakers, home against Denver, home against Miami, home against yep. Houston. Yep. Win, win, win. Come on. Okay. Home against Memphis. Okay. And then you got a back-to-back in Phoenix. And then a long road yeah. trip, Miami, okay. Charlotte, New Orleans. Dallas. So here's where I think fans are in the right. <clears throat> Mike Richmond, I give him credit for this, too. He's highlighted this. Two years ago, all we heard about was their defense was going to be better. Jim Boylan's helped Terry Stotts in camp. Yes. Their defense was awful in preseason. Guess what ended up being bottom five in the league? Their defense. Okay, last year. Hey, this is going to be different. Chauncey's here, but we're running it back with our group of guys. And then guess what wasn't great? The vibes. Guess how the season started? Awful. Guess what ended up happening? Tanking. Yes, it's a new group. Yes, GP2 is not playing. But all I'm saying is there's weird vibes with this team, too, because I think the expectation is to be a playoff team. Yeah. But if you look at the West, unless some teams seriously come down to earth, the Phoenix Suns could be one, the Lakers could maybe be another, they don't look very good compared to the rest of those teams. And so if they're in this weird combination of we don't want to play Shaden Sharp because he's young, so you're going to play Nazir Little, who's not proven anything yet. Jeremy Grant looks good, but then your backcourt can't defend. I just... I think fans are reacting to what they're seeing, and that is this is a weird team, and you're not seeing much improvement, any difference at all. Their coach is unproven and maybe even not worthy. And so, like, I don't blame fans at all for freaking out today. And I said this earlier, not trade Dame. I said if this team was another team in a different city, we would be saying what everybody else is saying about us. Yes, we would. What are they doing with that guy and the rest of that roster? Yes, we would. We do it all over the NBA in every sport, right? We do it with Mike Trout. We do it with Otani. We do it with Bradley Beal. We do it like you look at dysfunctional organizations that have not won with star players, and what do we all say? Get that guy out of there. Move on. Get like, him to a market where he's over. got a chance yes. to compete, right? So, yeah, I was, I was putting words in your mouth. We did ask the question, though. So, Shaden Sharp played last night. Was the game on TV here? Could we watch yeah, it? Oh, it was, was on route, uh, probably the Kings League pass. Or okay. no, the Warriors League pass. Yeah, they were playing the Warriors. Yeah. They, I mean, they got blown out. I, I did not see it, but I did see the Shaden Sharp highlights. And he was 7 of 19 in 38 minutes. They let him go a little bit. Last preseason yep. game, he had 17 points. Was a minus 27. That ain't on him, okay? Somebody's got to help him out out there. Uh, 0 3 from 3, he had 6 rebounds and a block. And there were some, like, look, you're playing against a G League team. But it was nice to see him finally get a little run and finally get some looks. Like I, I think his confidence is going to grow as the year goes on. Here's what I will say. I, for anybody that's panicking, we have a week to digest this. Their season begins in Sacramento a week from tonight. Mm-hmm. My expectations were not that high for this year's team. Oh, mine either. Right? Like yeah. I thought they're going to get in. Dame's going to be healthy. And just because of that, I put them in the playoffs. Because Dame's a playoff caliber player. And every year he's been healthy, you've been a playoff team. Yep. Now, as a play-in or a 7-8, I don't, or I guess right. he'd have to be 6 to not being a playing team, yeah. I don't know where you're going to finish. But I still think this is a playoff caliber team. The, the, the point that I will bring up that I will push back all season on if they don't do it, you're not going anywhere this year. You're not winning anything. You could be a playoff team. You might not be a playoff team. But you're not winning squat. Shaden Sharp should play 15 minutes a night. I've been and on this since they made the pick. If you do not play him, yep. it is a colossal error. 
Yeah. Because I don't, I, I guarantee, look, he's not fully ready, but he's showing flashes of what he's capable of again against inferior talent. That, that athleticism last night. The athleticism man, is there. God. You can see it. He's 6'6, 200 pounds. He can jump out of the gym. Like, let this guy work through his kinks. It's going to be ugly at times. But uh, guess what? You're not winning squat. So let him play 15 minutes a night and see where you go. It just you got to both you got to balance. We're trying to win. We want to be competitive and entertaining, but also we got this guy that might be a key to our future, and we need him to be ready next year to to make that big jump. I think they can get to the play in, and then if they get in from there, I I have no clue. But the Nurkic deal looks just dreadful today. Not good. He looks like a dude that got the bag and don't care anymore. Uh, and he can't stay out of foul trouble. You don't have depth big behind him that you trust. And I'm with you. Sharp should be playing. Um, there's no excuse for me that he should be playing less than 12 minutes a night. There's there's nobody on this roster that I'm like, well, he's got no time. Are you kidding me? He's right. the seventh overall pick. He's 6'6". Let him play. I would rather him take his lumps and get the experience and play. And no offense to like a then, Keon Johnson. I like Keon Johnson, but... No, he should be he should be above Keon yes, Johnson. I, I have more invested in Sh- Shaden Sharp, and they do as an organization, than yes. Keon Johnson. Yes, and my last point is... No matter how we feel about it, I do think the potential of this season hitting the fan is absolutely sitting right there for them because of the way they've been looking. It's going to be fun. It all starts a week from tonight. Baseball playoffs continue today. That'll do it for us. If you missed the show, go check the podcast, 1080thefan.com, at Turton Sprague and at 1080thefan. We will talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Thanks for being a part of our Wednesday. Collins next. Listen to 1080 The Fan.